Welcome to Economics in Action, a podcast where we explore topics and ideas related to economics. In this episode, we'll be examining a topic that's on everybody's mind. Why is Taco Bell so darn expensive? From Twitter to TikTok, everybody has been commenting on how expensive the prices have gotten for their Crunchwrap Supremes, quesadillas, and yes, the beloved Mexican pizza. And the answers on the internet are swirling around. Is it greedflation? Shrinkflation? Does President Joe Biden have something to do with it? Well, today we'll attempt to uncover the secrets of the Taco Bell price hike. We should start off by recognizing that since 2021, the prices of everything, not just fast food, have increased. From used cars to vegetables, prices have been flying. Or at least they were. In recent months, inflation has come down to around 3.7% from the previous year, and many of the price increases on important things like food and housing have slowed down significantly. But that's the rate of increase and not the level. So it's important to start this episode with a really important distinction, and that is one between the inflation rate and the price level. The rate of inflation shows the percentage change in price from some prior period, and it measures the change. But the price level is, well, the current average level of the price, and it will stay at this level, barring any future increases in the inflation rate. Also, unless there is a massive recession and prices start to fall across the board, current Taco Bell prices and all other prices for food are here to stay. In other words, the dollar menu isn't coming back. Sad emoji. It's also interesting to note the price hikes of some of the other fast food chains. In case you aren't a Taco Bell fan, you might have felt some pain at, say, Wendy's which in 2022 increased prices by a staggering 35% from the previous year. Or maybe you're a Chick-fil-A chicken lover and have had to bear the impact of a 15.6% price increase. Taco Bell price increases from that year came in third at 14.6%. And interestingly enough, McDonald's managed to lower their prices over that same period. So good for you, Mickey D fans. It's important to note that the case with all these figures is that they are averages, and individuals living in different parts of the country might be affected differently. A great resource that highlights this fact comes from wise genesis on Reddit, who actually made a site that tracks Taco Bell prices for different menu items across the entire country. Now that's a Taco Bell fan. What's striking is that prices for commonly ordered menu items like the Crunchwrap Supreme can vary widely depending on the location. For example, you can snag a wrap in Hattiesburg, Mississippi for only $3.89. $3.89! Whereas in the San Jose, California region, that same Crunchwrap is going to run you $6.49, almost double the price. This makes it clear that firstly, Taco Bell franchisees have discretion to price differently based on the local supply and demand conditions, rent and labor cost, plus input prices. The point being that while the average has risen, it will be felt a lot more in some places than others. And secondly, I'm never going to visit San Jose. Just kidding. But let's step back a minute. One of the things you learn in economics is that pricing figures should always be adjusted against some other variable to get a clearer picture of what's going on. 
and here it's reasonable to adjust relative to yearly income. Since that would give us a picture of the relative affordability of a Taco Bell menu item. According to the Census Bureau, in San Jose, the median income is $125,000 a year, whereas it's only $38,000 a year in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Therefore, surprisingly, relative to local median incomes, the San Jose Crunchwrap is actually more affordable. Just don't visit California on a Mississippi income. Okay, so before we jump into the greedflation story, and you take a pitchfork to your local Taco Bell owner's throat, I have some other interesting info for you. We shouldn't confuse Taco Bell corporate with Taco Bell franchisees, or the owners of individual Taco Bell stores. Let's explain why. Taco Bell, unbeknownst to me before making this episode, is one of the most expensive fast food franchises to own. To open a normal Taco Bell in your local area, get ready to throw down wait for it, $2.3 million. That's right, you didn't hear me incorrectly. The average price to open a Taco Bell is $2.3 million, and depending where you are in the country, it can run you anywhere from over half a million to over $3 million. Taco Bell will also require you to have a net worth of $1.5 million, which is the total assets you own like your house, minus any liabilities like credit card debt. And in addition, half of that amount, or $750,000, must be held in cash. Okay, so clearly Taco Bell owners aren't struggling in life. And in fact, most of the owners of Taco Bell franchises aren't individuals, but are companies that normally own multiple stores. Maybe you can take out the pitchfork. But before you do that, you should hear what Taco Bell owners make per year in return from that very large investment. From what I've researched, the answer is anywhere from $80,000 to $150,000 a year. That's right, probably not as much as you were expecting. That's because while the average Taco Bell pulls in around $1.6 million in gross sales every year, Roughly 10% of that is going to Taco Bell for royalty fees and advertising funds. Then there are the other costs for supplies, ingredients, staff, insurance, equipment maintenance, and so on. So if this data is to be trusted, profit margins on individual stores are quite low, only around 6 to 8%. That's not to say some of the stores couldn't be earning quite a bit more if their sales are high and they control cost, but this is the average. Taco Bell Corporate is another story, however, as they have much lower operating costs than the individual stores, or at least for the individual stores they don't own themselves. And when Taco Bell stores raise prices, Taco Bell Corporate makes more money because they earn a percentage of gross sales. According to their financial statements, their profit margins are close to 30%. Hopefully this information gives us a hint to the answer of why prices have increased. So let's break it down. Firstly, this isn't a greedflation story, and most economists would agree that greedflation isn't a real thing anywhere. And the reason for that is businesses are always greedy, or to put it more accurately, businesses are always making decisions that are in their self-interest. If Taco Bell could charge $50 a taco, then they would, 100%. And maybe that is greedy, 
but what if Taco Bell was willing to pay you a million dollars a year to be a manager? Would you consider yourself greedy for jumping out of your seat to sign that contract? And the answer is no, right? You're just doing what's in your own self-interest. So when it comes down to it, like always, this is a supply and demand story. We know that prices of inputs like food and labor have increased recently, and Taco Bell is passing these costs on to consumers. Taco Bell recently announced a $15 starting wage for its corporate-owned stores and is also talking about giving general managers a salary of $100,000. These pay increases for workers eat into profits and in order to maintain a steady margin, prices have to increase. Has Taco Bell increased menu prices more than the increase in input prices though? That's certainly a possibility. So while greedflation isn't a real thing, there is somewhat of a, what economists are calling, seller's inflation going on. So what does that mean? Well, typically when you have a market structure that has relatively few companies, but which is still competitive, like the fast food industry, in normal times, raising prices is risky. You have Burger King, Subway, Taco Bell, Wendy's, and so on, all competing on price. If Taco Bell starts to raise prices but others don't, it can lose market share pretty quickly, especially because it's more noticeable when nobody else is raising prices. But in a time when all businesses are raising prices and people expect it because it's widely reported in the news, companies can raise prices without as much pushback. And most of them do. In other words, they are more readily able to test the limit of price increases in an environment where the prices of everything are going up. And I hate to say it, but McDonald's has also recently decided to raise prices for its menu items as well. Now, of course, every business wants to raise prices, but this is gonna depend heavily on the demand conditions. And I think this is really the key to understanding the Taco Bell inflation story. The fast food market, which is a relatively competitive market with lots of choices, means that raising prices too much can lead to backlash and TikTok harassment, as we've seen recently. At the end of the day, if a company raises prices and sales begin to drop precipitously, then they have to switch gears and lower them back down again, lest they lose market share. Or at least they have to stop raising prices. But we just haven't seen this with Taco Bell. According to Taco Bell's recent financial statement, same-store sales have increased 9% for the first quarter in 2023. What does this mean? Well, price increases haven't led to enough of a drop-off in demand to reduce sales. In fact, the increases in price have more than made up for any losses in a drop in demand. Demand for the bell is strong. And not only is it strong, but it's probably much more inelastic than the company expected. Inelastic demand means that a percentage change in the price of a good, like crunch wraps, leads to less of a percentage change in the drop in quantity demanded. Basically, it means that even though Taco Bell prices are going up, customers are still willing to pay. That could be for several reasons. Firstly, other forms of dining have increased their prices as well recently. So even though Taco Bell is more expensive, it's still cheaper than dining out, 
especially when you figure in factors like tipping, which can add 20 to 25% more to the bill. Secondly, while Taco Bell is competing with other fast food chains and even sit-down Mexican restaurants, it's kind of its own thing. Taco Bell has a unique taste that other places can't easily replicate, and this gives it some pricing power. So as long as Taco Bell is the only one making that good stuff that people like, people are going to keep coming back. Okay, so let's recap. First, price increases have and still are happening everywhere due to policies put in place during the pandemic and supply issues. However, they're starting to come down. Next, prices of Taco Bell and other fast food restaurants are going up, but not at the same rate and to the same level everywhere in the country. Taco Bell corporate is killing it because the burden of those cost increases tend to fall much more on franchise stores than the bell itself, while price increases tend to raise their top line growth. And lastly, a mix of higher cost, a bit of price limit testing, and most importantly, stubborn demand for the bell have led to those price increases. Thanks for listening and live moss. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and write a comment telling us what you liked.